Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Nicole of Simply Aligned Home. I met Nicole on the very last day of WorkbenchCon this year, so it was nice to actually get to chat with her. Um, besides being a maker and a mom, she's also an engineer, and uh, she's got number three on the way very shortly. So it was great getting a chance to chat with her before her life gets even more hectic, and I think you'll really enjoy this interview. But before we get into it, I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to all the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, and Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou. Thank you all so very much for your support over on Patreon. Um, I appreciate it very, very much. And if you, the listener, uh, would love to help support the podcast on a monthly ongoing basis, I would love to have you join the tribe over there on Patreon. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom Podcast or follow along with Maker Mom Podcast over on Instagram. That is just at Maker Mom Podcast. Link in the bio, take you all sorts of places, including joining the tribe over on Patreon. Uh, we would love to have you over there. Great group of people. Your name will get added to the top of the list uh, for shout outs at the start of every podcast episode. And uh, yeah, you get to be privy to all kinds of things. All right, with no further ado, here is Nicole with Simply Aligned Home. Nicole, why don't we just start with you giving a, um, a bit of an introduction about yourself. Okay. Um, so I went to school for engineering. Um, I worked in the engineering field for, I don't know how many years, <laughs> uh, 10 years maybe. Um, when I found out I was pregnant with my first child, I decided that I couldn't juggle the engineering world and having kids. So I actually switched to part-time. Um, so I started working part-time and slowly tried to figure out what I wanted to do along with watching kids and raising kids. And I found my passion for DIY and home renovations with our last home, actually. We had a third story that was unfinished, and I used a contractor and came up with the design and helped kind of see the space come to life. Um, so I've 
slowly tried to transition out of the engineering world. Oh, good. We'll see if I can make this happen. Um, so I'm currently still working part-time as an engineer. Uh, got two little kids, one more on the way, and doing as many DIY projects as I possibly can. That's a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, and when are you due with uh, <laughs> number three? Fourth of July. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Quite a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into maybe kind of all of the current state of what you have going on, let's go back to your childhood a little ways. Um, where'd you grow up? What kind of things were you interested in? So I grew up, um, I was born in upstate New York. And we moved down here when we were fairly young, down to, I live in Georgia. Um, so we've, I've lived in Georgia for most of my life. Um, I have two brothers, one older, one younger. So I was a huge tomboy. We were all really big into sports. So I played softball and basketball from a really young age. I tried soccer, cross country, track. I mean, I tried it all. So I was a very big jock and tomboy growing up okay um did you have any of that uh, DIY spirit then you know I didn't I actually um my mom sews she is a bit of a seamstress she's done um, alterations and she may used to make baby clothes she's actually making a ton of baby clothes right now for me um so I kind of picked up on the crafting side. She taught me how to sew at a young age. So I tried that. I've crocheted most of my life. Um, so I've been more on the crafting side than the DIY side. I feel like my parents were a little cautious with us growing up, I guess. So like we didn't have power tools and I wasn't like running around with a hammer. <laughs> they let me run around with a basketball and that was about it <laughs> all right so, all right yeah. um how about once you got into high school um I mean obviously it sounds like sports probably carried through into that um but did you have any other interests any creative interests or any of that in high school definitely um so sports were a huge part of my life still in high school um but then I started, I got on the engineering track in high school. So I think that's kind of when my um, design side came out. I took a lot of drafting classes and we actually had to take some technology classes too, where it was a little more hands-on. So I did have a tiny bit of experience with tools, nothing crazy. I didn't do like a workshop class or anything, but I was big into the design and figuring out how things work and go together. So I think that was kind of where it started. All right. So post high school, obviously you're an engineer, but um, what, what uh, was post high school life like? So I went straight to school for engineering. I pretty much knew that's what I wanted to do. I'm a mechanical engineer by degree. So I actually went to a smaller technical school. I, I'm not big on the theory. I like hands-on. And that's, I think, where things really started to 
take off, I had to take a couple machining classes. So I learned how to weld, how to um, run a CNC, use a lathe. So I got more hands-on with the heavy machinery in college and obviously stuck more with design. And after um, college, uh, a little, <laughs> I got a job at a fabrication shop. So it only grew from there. <laughs> All right. Um, so fabrication shop, were you making or were you, what were you doing there, I guess? So I was designing and overseeing the fabrication. It was a stainless steel shop. Um, I'm a process engineer. So I do um, process piping design. So we would do a lot of um, valve, valve matrices and stuff like that. And I would, I would actually design skids for people to build. And then I would oversee the build of it. So I wasn't physically out there doing the work, which I love doing hands-on work. So it was kind of, kind of torture not being able to be the one out there doing it but I really enjoyed being in not only the office setting but also the fabrication setting as well. Awesome um what kind of things were you building there or were they building there? <laughs> so um we did a lot of like pump skids valve matrices uh we focused more on at least what I was doing was food and beverage. So like beverage facilities, we would design their systems to make their products, um, which was actually really exciting and a lot of fun. I, I love the side of engineering that I went into. I kind of miss it, miss being in it full time, but I know that I can't manage a family and the engineering schedule that they require. <laughs> so. Yeah, I totally, totally understand that. I mean, those jobs tend to be more like 50, 60 hour a week jobs. Exactly. And I mean, when we were working in plants, it was like, hey, we're shut down for the holidays. We need you in here. And I'm going, I, I can't leave my family for the holidays. I've got kids to take care of. So it was, it was a lot. It was a hard decision to, to take a step back. But I mean, I think it's what was best for my family. Yeah. So are you still, I mean, are you still working with that company or are you working with a different company now? Um, it's a different company. I've transitioned a couple of times since I've been part-time. Um, so I'm actually working remotely for a company, which works really well. So they don't have an office here, so they don't expect me to go to an office. It's very part-time. So it's a, the schedule works great for me, but I can have to put my kids in daycare so that I can try and grow this other DIY business if I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's really cool that you've been able to find those positions um, part-time. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, let's talk about kind of the DIY home renovation type stuff. Um, what kind of kicked that off? Uh, so I would say my last house kicked it off with that one renovation I did. I did a third floor expansion. It was just, it was studded, but it wasn't, there was nothing there, but it was prepared for a bedroom and a bath. So I oversaw the design of that. Um, But it wasn't until my current home that I really took off, I feel like. 
So we bought a house. It's, it's an older house that was mainly flipped by a couple. They didn't quite finish it. So we got to come in and make it our own. And I'm telling you, like that, as soon as I stepped foot in this house, I fell in love and I just went crazy with projects and I can't stop now. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I mean, is that, and is that your main focus is like the house renovation type DIY projects or have you branched into like furniture stuff like that? So I'll make small furniture. I've made um, tables and stuff for the rooms that I'm working on. Like I'm currently working on a table for my nursery. So I enjoy simple woodworking, very basic um, projects. I don't want, I, right now I'm going to, not going to get crazy into hardcore woodworking. I, it's just, I don't have the tools for that. I have the tools for basic DIY stuff. So that's what I'm going with. And that's what I'm enjoying right now. As soon as I run out of spaces in my house to renovate, then there may be a different direction I have to go. But right now it's kind of focusing on the house and things for the house. Okay. Um, and so I met you at WorkbenchCon. So is there a content side to your DIY renovation stuff? Yes. So um, I obviously do Instagram, but I also have a blog. And on my blog, I try and share all my projects and how I do it. And I try to um, focus on like affordable projects that everybody can handle. And I try to make all my installations simple to where anybody can recreate what I'm doing. So that's the focus of my blog is to show people how they can easily and affordably change their house and make it something that they love. Yeah. So how'd you get started with kind of the blog side, the content side? of the business? I got started, I think, a little over a year ago on the blog. And I can't remember what exactly started it. I knew I needed to document what I was doing because I wanted to be able to look back at my projects. At that point, it was just more for fun. It was not with the intention of creating a business. And then, um, I attended Haven Conference last year, and I think that's what really fueled it and pushed me to spend more time on the blog and put more energy into my projects and documenting them for other people to see. Yeah, that that makes sense. But I have to ask, what was the driving force to go to Haven if it wasn't, um, if you weren't necessarily thinking of it as like, you know, business side type thing? So I think I started the blog a couple months before I even heard about Haven. And then I did a little research and I heard about Haven and I started digging into the blog, like the blogging world to figure out more about it and realized that it could become a business and decided that I wanted to go to Haven just to learn more about blogging and content creation and Instagram. And that's, I think, what really fueled me to push the blog forward. Okay. I mean, was there, do you feel like there was a reason you were maybe 
not looking at it like it could be a business at first? Was there something holding you back from the idea of it being a business? Um, I guess I really didn't know where it could go. I guess I, I had never really read blogs all that much. I think I followed one girl that did fitness blogging and it was just because I wanted to see her workouts or what products she was using. And I guess I didn't really understand how lucrative blogging could be and how it could, and I didn't realize it could be a business at first. I just saw it as something fun to do, a creative outlet, a way to justify my, what I was doing because it wasn't just me creating something. It was also me putting it out there for other people to see and maybe motivate them to try a project. So yeah, I guess that's kind of why I didn't. Okay. Do you feel like, I mean, have you had interest in like writing and stuff like that in the past? You know, being an engineer, I'm a numbers girl. I'm not big on writing or literature or, I mean, I have the worst grammar and my spelling is awful. So that's my spell check spell was, check. yeah, it was created for engineers, right? Like, yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, as far as like considering being a writer, no, I, I have done technical writing and I'm mm-hmm. okay at technical writing. So. I mean, I guess it asked just because you brought up like, you know, it being a creative outlet and um, I mean, putting a blog post together takes work. I mean, it's not, you know, something that you can just like, boom, here you go, you know, right. <laughs> throw up a little bit of stuff on it. Um, so I guess I, I think there's probably some enjoyment you get out of it that that's the route you even went to start with like to mm-hmm. post that kind of stuff right yeah no I really enjoy actually putting together my blog posts I think that for me it's easy because and so <laughs> little side note I had I have my husband um, review all of my blog posts for me and <laughs> the first couple he read he told me I needed to put some personality into it because it was very like matter of fact, here's what I did. And that's the type of writing I'm really good at is just like, here's exactly how you do it. I can tell you what tools you need to use. I can tell you the steps. I'll lay it out for you. I'll give you pretty pictures. But um, at first it was really hard to add the personality. And he he told me that nobody's going to want to read your blog if you don't add some personality. So it's those we love that can tell it to us straight, right? They gotta. Oh. <laughs> you aren't kidding. <laughs> All right. So you said you kind of got some of your your first taste of using tools um, in school. What was the first like tool you picked up at home, though? Like this is my tool to do whatever job. What was that tool? So I'll be honest, I was terrified of power tools for the longest time. I just, you know, you hear the scary stories of people cutting off their fingers and like just getting seriously injured by them. And I was so afraid to touch power tools that all I touched were um, an impact and a drill. And that was all I would work with. Actually, this, uh, I don't know if you can see this uh, accent wall behind me. I 
the first accent wall I did was with handsaw, nails, and hammer because I was so terrified of touching a saw. But I have day, to ask how long that took you with a handsaw. Uh, quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. And if you look really close, the cuts are not perfect. Yeah. So. And then I did, I actually installed trim in my house, like baseboard trim with a handsaw and yeah, nails and a hammer. And it, my husband was like, you are insane. Just use a nail gun. And I'm like, I don't know how to use a nail gun. I can't do that. <laughs> so. So what was the first power tool, powered saw then that you picked up? So the miter saw was the first thing I tested out and I, it was probably, I've got baby brain right now, so I'm, I may be way off. I think it was like two years ago that I finally decided to just give it a try, but I had to make sure that my husband was not home because I knew that if he was home, I would either get distracted by him or I would just get super frustrated with him. So I made sure he wasn't home. I pulled up YouTube. (laughs) I did. I watched several videos on the type of miter saw that we had and I just give it a try. And I mean, I loved it. My husband came home and was like, I don't even know how you figured out how to unlock the thing. <laughs> YouTube. That's <Best> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, why or how did you make the leap from handsaw cutting all of <laughs> all these things to a miter saw? Like what What do you think it was that was like, maybe I could try that out? So I'm a very independent person and I hate relying on other people. And I got to the point with my projects where I would rely on my husband to get home to cut me something. And I just had enough. And I decided it was time for me to figure it out. And he had told me several times, it's not that hard. Just try it. Go out there and cut a few things. You'll you'll be fine. And he was right. (laughs) Do you feel like that was like your, I call it the gateway drug into all other power tools? Oh, 100%. (laughs) Because from there it was like, okay, I can try the table saw. And I mean, yeah, I, I know that as long as I'm careful and I'm paying attention to what I'm doing and I've got all my safety gear on, I can handle it. Mm -hmm. Do it. So. Is there anything that you're still kind of like, eh, maybe not yet with? Um, I mean, I have moments with the table saw where I'm like, oh, I don't really like doing it like this, like taking the guard off. I don't like taking the guard off, but sometimes you just kind of have to. Um, so I would say the table saw is still, I have moments, but it doesn't stop me. I mean, I'm super careful. And if I start doing something a certain way and I don't like, how I feel with it and I'm not super comfortable I'll stop and adjust the way that I'm doing things so hey makers this week's sponsor is Wagner spray tech I love using Wagner's whole line of control spray sprayers specifically I have the control spray 250 and it's perfect for staining and for finishing small to medium-sized projects Um, I've used it for a couple already this year in my garage, getting ready for summer when it can be outside. So it's perfect for those outdoor stains, 
for doing projects like fences, railings, furniture, trim work, keeps the mess down, has simple adjustments, can spray transparent or solid stains, lacquers, any kind of furniture paint you can think of with speed and efficiency. It can apply stain on an 8 by 10 area in less than two minutes. It's lightweight, compact, easy to use, uh, has different spray patterns on the nozzle, different pattern adjustment. Trust me, you will not be sorry if you check out the Control Spray 250 or any of the line of Control Spray series by Wagner Spray Tech. So go ahead, go check out Wagner Spray Tech at wagnerspraytech.com or follow them along in a, on any social at Wagner Spray Tech. All right, let's get back to the episode. So how do the kids fit into this picture of making in the sense like, is the first, is this the first time you've been doing projects like this pregnant or have like, basically has it been, your kids have been a part of it, you know, all the way through? No, um, I actually don't work on my projects around them at least not when I have power tools around, like I'll do small tasks with them, but I feel like I need my full attention on what I'm doing. And when my kids are around, I'm so concerned about what they're doing and what they're getting into that I feel like I would get distracted and it would be a safety issue. So um, a lot of my projects, I, well, since I started using power tools like two years ago, my youngest was one. So he was not really a tiny little baby that was sitting right there next to me. Um, So I would either do it when they were in daycare or when my husband was home to watch them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally get that. Um, I'm impressed by, by many of the moms that I've had on the podcast that like really manage that well like in the shop and their kids can be with them and all of that yeah. I am not I'm not one of those I'm with you like mm-hmm. um just now I mean my oldest will be seven next month and my youngest is four and just now it's like okay you guys can be around like you know I'll be outside cutting stuff and you guys can be around but you know I they have to know like you can't just come up to me if I'm running a power tool and that right. kind of thing um, though I have found they just they don't like the noise so they kind of self distance themselves anyways yeah. but <laughs> luckily we have that issue too they're they're very sensitive to the noises and even if my husband's outside with them and they're playing with toys anywhere near me I mean I make them clear the space I mm-hmm. don't want them anywhere near me I don't want anything to be able to fly off at them I don't want them breathing in sawdust so I'm I'm very like helicopter parent kind of yeah. <laughs> um so having them around when I'm working on power tools is kind of like a no-no for me yeah yeah no totally get it what's it like though for you running power tools pregnant um it doesn't feel any different I, I think that like if I get to a point where I don't feel comfortable doing it or I feel like I'm doing something unsafe I will definitely mm-hmm. stop I wear a respirator and a mask for like everything I'm super cautious about that part. Um, so I think, I mean, until the point where I feel like I'm, my safety is an issue, I'm going to continue doing what I do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I never, the one thing that always, that I was always nervous about pregnant and woodworking was the table saw. And just because of like height wise where, you know, baby belly ended up in relation to the, to the, right. saw, to the table saw, it, always, it just always made me nervous. But that was probably the only thing that I shied away from, you know. Right. Yeah, I feel like I've, I, I mean, once or twice I may have thought about that and it may have been something where I adjusted my position so that I mm-hmm. wasn't like belly up in the yeah. table saw. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm super cautious. I'm safety first all the way, so. That's good. That means you'll keep mm-hmm. all your appendages. Knock on wood. So I'm assuming your shop is your garage. Yeah. So what's your setup like out there? It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I will get it clean. Well, my husband actually comes out there and cleans it because he gets so mad at me that it gets messy. And he wants to throw away all my scrap wood. And I'm like, you cannot throw away anything because I will use it all. Um, but no, it's overrun with kid toys and old furniture. And luckily we have a detached garage that I'm able to use as the shop area. Um, but my next project is cleaning up the garage and making an actual workspace for me. There you go. Um, what's at the top of your list for like tools you're kind of dying to get your hands on? Oh, I would like a router table. Mm-hmm. I don't have one of those. Okay. Yeah. You can make one. Don't I I well so I've done the sled the router sled uh-huh. for like planing but not quite the same. <laughs> it's not quite the same you are correct uh-huh. um all right so you've got still two fairly young ones another one on the way part-time working as an engineer renovating your house, running the blog, like how are you managing all of that? (laughs) Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it's tiring. It's exhausting. At times I wonder why I'm trying to do it all. But I feel like if I just keep going with the blog that maybe something will come of it. (laughs) So I can't give up just yet. Okay. I mean, is that something you're kind of like hoping for, like on the horizon, that that would become the full-time kind of work? I am. And, you know, I've, I've looked at all different options on how to make it the full-time work. Um, I've done work for family and friends on their homes, and it, it pays well enough. I don't know that that's actually what I want to be doing because it's literally myself, like I'm doing it all on my own when I go work at on other people's houses. And I don't know that I want to necessarily be the one doing the work. Maybe the one doing the design would be great. So to add that to the blog, I feel like there's got to be a way to make this happen. <laughs> like people are doing it. So I just have to continue moving forward and figure out what works best for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you could possibly move into video space? You know, I would love to. I just downloaded a video editing software like two days ago and tried using it. I am totally lost. I'm clueless. (laughs) So 
it's definitely, I've actually considered like during my maternity leave, even though I don't get a maternity leave, <laughs> um, trying to figure that out, trying to figure out how to do video editing and all that. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. I think, I mean, I guess I'm making assumptions, but I'm assuming like, you know, 3D modeling type software and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's just kind of like, that's how I've compared it in my head of like, it's no different than learning like a new 3D modeling software. Like, right. You just got to mess around with it until you figure it out and then you're good. <laughs> right. And then it'll be like second nature. So I just sure. need to I just need to get into it. I mean, I have, luckily I have enough content from all of my past projects that, I mean, a goal of mine would be to put together a couple IGTV or, or YouTube videos on a couple of my builds. I've got the content. I just need to figure out how to put it all together and edit it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Do you, so talking about 3D modeling, do you uh, model up some of your projects? I've started to, so here's the issue for me. I was raised in like the engineering world of using like Pro-E, SolidWorks, mm -hmm. AutoCAD. So like the big ones, but yeah. I can't justify that cost for what I'm doing now. So I'm trying to transition into SketchUp, which is like not the same maddening because it like oh, it's doesn't so frustrating so try fusion 360 it is also okay. free um that is that is what i learned at WorkbenchCon because they had a fusion 360 session okay and i went to it um because i knew it was free um i've actually been staying away from it because other makers had said who had 3d modeling backgrounds had said that it was a steep like learning curve and i was like really mm -hmm. um but going into that i was like oh my god it's basically like solidworks inventor Pro okay. like i mean it's like all of those yeah. um but there's some like better benefits to it than even those softwares um so I think there's a lot and I think you would probably fit into the flow of that. Cause like I tried SketchUp too and I was like, why does everybody rave about this? This is maddening. <laughs> like, I can't, like I understand I, it. <laughs> yeah. I tell my husband, I'm like, why can't it just do this feature? Like I just yeah. want to have an extrude feature Yes, <laughs> and then I can move that extruded block wherever. I mean, like, right. I'm just so frustrated with it. Yeah. So so I've tried, yes. <laughs> I've tried creating plans with SketchUp and it's mm -hmm. just, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I would try Fusion 360 okay. um, because it's also coming, Fusion 360 is coming from Autodesk. So that, oh, perfect. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same platform. Same platform. It's probably going to feel like once I sat through that session and like two minutes in and he's like pulling down buttons, I'm like, oh, that's like totally easy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has things like cool things. I've been looking at it because the makerspace I um, work in sometimes has like a laser. And so I've been mm -hmm. like, okay, if I 3D model something up, I could slice it and then laser cut it out and glue it up and do all kinds of cool things, you know. Nice. Um, and Autodesk has that sort like that bolt on for free too. So like there's all kinds of things out there. Um, nice. Yeah. And I think yeah. the only thing is, is like, it's for free. There's a free license in it, but I think like every year you have to go find the new code or whatever, but okay. 
to me, it's worth it. I mean, I'm willing to pay a little bit. I just can't justify SolidWorks, but SolidWorks to me would be a breeze. I could easily put together all my, all my models. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) Got a new thing to try now. New thing to try. That's right. Um, so, okay, so if that's kind of like something you would try, then I'm assuming then probably eventually there'd be like plans and stuff like that you'd want to get into to selling. Um, that's another thing I've considered. Yeah. So I, I mean, my whole career was creating design plans and fabrication plans. So I, I understand that. I, that to me is like second nature. Mm-hmm. So as far as like figuring out how to sell them, that's a whole nother. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I mean, there are all kinds of platforms out there already that can, you know, do the hosting and Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel awful that I cannot think of the one that Anna White and Jen would have. Yeah, I've looked at that one. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking (laughs) about. It's like Um, Spruced? Spruced. Spruced. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Um, yes, and I've considered that, and I just don't know how I fit in there because I know that they take people's designs and make their plans themselves. So I wonder how much of the I wonder how much of that money they take because mm-hmm. they're the ones creating the plans. So I just need to look more into it. Yeah, another thing would be another kind of outlet would be to reach out to Craig Tool. Um, they're like all they really want to sponsor is like having people put plans together and okay. put it up. So um, that's definitely an outlet. Cause I had, I had talked to them about sponsorship and that's what they told me that that's what they want and that's not what I do. So it wasn't a good fit okay. for me, but if that's something you're looking for, I think yeah. that would probably be a good Avenue to go as well. I had looked at their website at that, uh, build something I think is yeah. what it's called yep. I, I had looked at that I just didn't know how it worked I didn't know sponsorship what what you were getting out of it if you were just creating 40 plans for them or what yeah no it's a it's definitely a whole uh okay you know, kind of sponsorship deal okay um, yeah totally so what do you feel like you've brought up like design a couple of times so it sounds like, I mean, is that like kind of your favorite part of like doing kind of the DIY stuff or? Um, I think so. I mean, I really enjoy coming up with a design and seeing how things come together, but I also like being the one doing the work and like spending some time in the shop, making it happen. So I, I don't feel like there's maybe one area that I love more than the other. Okay. The DIY. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you feel like the most of the bulk of your, because I think of like home renovations is more like kind of like room design, right? More than just like, just like a single solitary object design. So where do you feel like you get that kind of level of experience from? Or is it just something you feel like you kind of just know? Uh, I, I guess I have slowly developed it. I don't know that I was all that amazing at first. I, I, and I don't know that I'm amazing now. I just, I know what I like and I know what I like for my home. So it's easy for me to create a space from nothing for myself. Now I think that going out and doing it for somebody else may be a little more difficult so that I wouldn't consider myself an interior designer by any means, but 
as far as design for DIY and, and my own home. I feel like I've just slowly figured out what I like and what I don't like and what works together. Okay. Is that something you cover like in your blog? Like, do you speak to like, I went with this choice because of X, Y, Z or. I do. I like to show my thought process and how I get from point A to point B. So I, I try to give all the details on my design choices and how a room comes together. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you feel like your favorite part of being a mom is? I love being a mom. It's hard work. It is so much work. Um, I don't know. I just, I love raising kids and seeing them become their own person and develop their own personalities. Um, there's so many good things about being a mom. It's crazy. Like, I remember when I first thought about being a mom, I was super excited, but I just had no clue what, what it could be. And it's, motherhood is just something super special. And I love all aspects of it, even the worst aspects, even the past two months of being trapped at home with two boys that want to fight each other the whole time. Um, I don't know, there's just so many good things to, about motherhood. Yeah. How old are your oldest two? So one just turned three and the other one will be turning five next month. Okay. So, so. you're going to have three under five. And they're all boys. <laughs> I send blessings. I send- <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought I, I was hoping to get catch a break with a girl, but nope. <laughs> you know, and two boys, they're a lot. Like they are, my first is super sweet and sensitive, but he's, he's becoming more rough and tumble. My second is like my daredevil boy all the way. Like he can be sweet, but he is like making me pull on my hair because he's jumping off the couch and wanting to fight his brother who is twice his size. (laughs) So I'm getting the full boy experience right now. Though I do want to, I do want to say, I don't know if that's totally like gender based or just birth order based. Like my oldest is a boy and my youngest is a girl and there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely differences, but she's probably more rough and tumble than her older brother is. Really? (laughs) I could see that. And more like, you know, just gun ho and, you know, free as a free spirit, all that fun stuff. That's funny. Yes. Um, Though she does love her makeup and she will give you a full on (laughs) tutorial of how to do it. Um, (laughs) What do you feel like, have you, do you feel like you've faced any challenges um, being a woman in kind of more of a male dominated area? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've, I've faced that since I started college. I mean, I've lived the whole woman in a man's world since the beginning. I mean, I've been fighting that throughout my whole engineering career and this is not really any different. Um, I feel like people are starting to respect women a little bit more though. I I think that the stereotypes that we once faced are slowly fading away. Um, I don't feel like I've ever had a male actually single me out. 
I feel like I, I have always tried to prove myself a little bit more than my, my counterparts maybe. And maybe that is why I haven't been faced with the negativity that can come with a female and a male dominated industry. I also don't go into things say, thinking or coming off as though I am better than them or I know more than them. I, I, I am very humble about my approach. So, Do you think as far as like in the professional career, because that's like you said, I mean, engineering is still definitely very much male dominated. Um, do you think it helps that you're like, working remotely and stuff like that do you think that provides a little Um, I don't know buffer or no I would almost say that it's harder because when I'm in front of people I let them know who I am and that I'm 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 there to learn and help and be a a support system it's kind of hard being remote that they don't really get the full experience of my personality and how strong I am. Um, so I would say that being remote maybe makes it a little, a little more difficult. Okay. Uh, what do you hope that your kiddos learn from watching you, you know, renovate the house and uh, start a business on, on your own? I want them to learn to not be afraid to take chances, to not be afraid to do things on your own. I mean, I don't want to ever rely on somebody else. I don't want to have to um, wait for somebody else to come fix my problems. I want to know, I want them to learn that you can solve your own problems and follow your own path. And you don't have to do, I mean, I don't want them to ever feel like they have to be engineers because my husband and I are engineers. I want them to make their own path. I want them to, if they do go to school for engineering, not be afraid to change their career later on in life. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What would be your advice to another mom who wants to tackle learning a new skill, but is hesitant to get started? What would my advice be? Um, I would say just give it a try. I mean, what are you what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of losing by trying something new? I mean, we're moms. We're pretty strong people. We're resilient. We are actually really incredible people. I mean, we make babies, so we can do anything. Mm-hmm. So why, why be afraid to try something new or break a mold? I mean, go for it. Try it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Well, we're actually at the end of our time. See, it wasn't bad at all. No, that was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, So I'm going to give you a chance to shout out uh, where people could find you on all of the interwebs awesome so i am at simply aligned home on both instagram and then my web my blog is simplyalignedhome.com check me out awesome and then possibly who knows after baby number three comes along we could see all sorts of things coming out right 
Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not stopping now. So <laughs> when baby number three comes out, I'm I'm gung ho. I mean, I'm already planning my awesome. next project. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to talk with me. Yeah. All right. Again, that was Nicole with Simply Aligned Home. It was super great getting to chat with her. And I'll include all the links on how you can follow along with her in this week's show notes. The best way to find that is, again, to follow follow along with Maker Mom Podcast over on Instagram. That is just at Maker Mom Podcast. Link in the bio there. Uh, besides having a link to join the tribe over on Patreon, there's also a link to get to all of the weekly show notes. So that will include Nicole and all of the previous awesome moms that have been on the podcast as well. So you can find all of the episodes there. Um, so, as always, it is Friday, so we will be having our weekly online maker meetup at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find the link for the Zoom meetup, again, at the link in the bio on Instagram, at Maker Mom Podcast. Um, and also, if you're a patron over on Patreon, you will get sent a notification with that link as well. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Be safe. Be healthy. Have a great weekend. And until next week, I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Music